the Faith FM. You are listening to the Breakfast Show with Lyle and Mon. It is a beautiful Wednesday, although I've got to tell you, it might be a Thursday or a Friday, or who knows what day it is you're actually hearing this, because this is a delayed broadcast introduction, as we tell you every day, dear delayed listeners. Of course, if you want to jump across the live show, it is super duper easy. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. All you've got to do is go to our website. It's faithfm.com.au and press play on the live stream, which is the top of the page. The top, you go to the top of the page, go to the left-hand side. There's a play button. Just press a play button and you will hear the live show, which is simultaneously happening as this delayed broadcast. You can hear the up-to-date weather. You can find out all the news on the day it happens, all that kind of stuff. You can enter the quiz. You can get the giveaway at the end of the show, all that kind of good stuff. Of course, there are other ways to do it. You can get the TuneIn app, which you can use anywhere on the planet to listen to. Uh, so download that. You can go to your App Store, your Play Store, download TuneIn Radio, and then save us to your favorites. You can search for us under Faith FM Australia. Of course, if you want to uh, check out some of our segments from previous shows, you can go to our YouTube channel. We are also called Faith FM Australia there. Uh, search for us there and you'll find little segments. We often do the question of the day. Oh, speaking of the question of the day, question of the day of the day today was so good. It was so good. It was, came, came from one of our listeners who got a bit shy. Our, our shy listener was going to call up and, and ask us the question on air, but he got shy, so I had to ask it for him. But it was such a good question. We hope you enjoy it. We have other great stuff in the show coming today. Lyle does this really great piece about stuff happening in China, which I knew was going to happen. I knew China was going to head in this direction. If they voted that guy in, they voted that guy in. And now look at what's happened. We have some good news coming out of the California fires, which is, you know, an unusual thing to be coming, good news to be coming from. But we have some stories about heroes, some stories about celebrity chefs, which is just all making me very hungry, but all very good. And of course, we have uh, our quiz, which I believe is still going. So if you have an answer for the quiz, maybe still call us up and give us a crack at that because you could still win the prize because no one got it on the live show, which means delayed broadcasters, listeners have a chance. Enjoy the show. We'll be right back after this. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promise Just to know, thus says the Lord Oh, how sweet to trust in Jesus Just to trust his cleansing blood
Welcome back, guys. That was Chelsea Moon uh, with Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus here on Faith FM as we kick off the breakfast show. What have we got to start us off there with, Mon? Uh, you want a breakfast Bible quiz is what you want. That's exactly what I want. Yes. Okay. We're going to, we're going to, um, get your brains into working gear. We're going to kick it up a nacho. Uh, let me just get my Instagram open. So our kick Insta nacho, followers, eh? yeah, kick it up a nacho because nachos are really notches. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, whatever. this is another What Book Am I quiz, so we're going to stick with the What Book Am I. Is we going to do this all week? No, 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 just today. Maybe, well, maybe, you never know. So this is uh, another What Book Am I. The first clue is a quote, The Lord knows how to rescue godly men from trials and to hold the unrighteous for the day of judgment. You know who that is, Lyle? What book that is? It's 1 out of 66. Uh, yes. You sure? Mm-hmm. 1-800 if you know the answer. Well, no. <laughs> I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> and there she goes. There she blows. <laughs> so one eight hundred is not the number. One eight hundred Faith FM is the number. Now, we're, now we've both done this, Mon. One for you, on one air. for me. Sneeze into the microphone. I couldn't. I couldn't pinch my nose. I had both my hands full. Do you know that's how you stop a sneeze? Is you pinch your nose and it goes away. But I had. Yeah, well, I tried that last time when I sneezed into the microphone and it didn't work. I didn't see you try. I think you need to try again. It does work. I just, I broke my hands are full. I couldn't pinch my nose in time. It works 90% of the time. 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number to call. If you know the answer to the quiz, that's 1-800-324-843. You can text if you like 0491 And I know that at least a hundred of you listeners have that phone number now saved in your phone too. You can use our um, quick dial competition line and just text your answers through. So what book am I? Quote, the Lord knows how to rescue godly men from trials and to hold the unrighteous for the day of judgment. What book is that from? Give us a call. We'll let you get the prize. Did you guess? I want to see you guess, oh, okay. just in case you're wrong. Uh, yes, yeah, see? Mm-hmm. I'm yes, going to need more yes, information than yes, that. I'm going to need more yes. information than that. You're wrong. Nah! Lyle's wrong, everyone. Lyle's I mean, I, wrong. I got it right now, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, okay, fine, he has it right. Okay, Lyle, uh, California bushfires, uh, well, forest fires, as they call them over there. So, I don't know whether or not you've been uh, keeping an eye on celebrity news, uh, but a lot of celebrities have actually lost their homes in this fire, which is, you know... Yeah, because it, it um, wiped out a whole bunch of like, really ritzy suburbs. Yeah, yeah, it did indeed. And, uh, and of course, uh, celebrities, you know, with their... Um, with their millions of followers on Twitter and so forth. Uh, lots of pictures emerging um, of these Hollywood homes have just been raised to the ground. Uh, so it's been a, a bit of a, I guess, an inside peek that you usually wouldn't get at the effects of fire. Um, but an interesting thing has sprung up out of this Hollywood region being uh, burnt to the ground, and that is that celebrity chefs are all stepping up to the plate and uh, and they're... <laughs> feeding all the, the thousands and thousands of firefighters and the evacuees. So celebrity chefs are just turning up. Uh, they're going through it. There's a charity. There's a guy called uh, Jose Andreas. He has a charity called World Central Kitchen. It's actually a, a really cool charity. It travels the world feeding people during every kind of natural disaster. Um, so in the, in the past, I've made headlines for giving away millions, just millions of free meals to victims of uh, Hurricane Florence, Hurricane Maria. Uh, he was in Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico, they served 3.6 million meals. It's unbelievable. Uh, kitchen volunteers stayed for an entire year uh, making meals, uh, making food for the recovering nation. So it's a, a really wonderful charity. Um, you know, they were, they were the only, in some places, are the only hunger relief operations still operating uh, during the brunt of the storm. So like, they're You're like, rene- me, they so are the renegade only, chefs. The only, the only 
relief force is uh, celebrity chefs. This this one guy, so it's this one guy, he's a celebrity chef and he has a charity and he yep. goes out it. and now that Hollywood's burnt down, a bunch of other celebrity chefs have jumped on board and they're all like just, and they're not just feeding the, you know, the firefighters, they're feeding the first responders, families, like anyone connected that can just turn up and get a free feed if they're hungry and, um, and, they're, and they're using their businesses as well. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard of a place called Knuckle Sandwich. It's quite famous over there. Um, so Knuckle Sandwich is just pitched a tent Basically, like a little pop-up marquee, and it's just feeding people, and uh, and it's it's just yeah, it's in this ministry, uh, ministry <laughs> this charity, World Central Kitchen, just sounds like so renegade and ballsy. Um, so the Food Network, have you ever do you, do you ever watch the Food Network? Well, I've never Probably watched a food not. show in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a bunch. No, of- no, I tell a lie. I did watch a food show once um, on DVD. Which one was it? Um, I don't know, but you were visiting a house, um, and it was on. Um, Jamie Oliver. That, that one, that one, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I did. I remember because we ended up making the Mahancha. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He just got a thing that looked like a snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we um, we thought we'd be good at doing television cooking. As, remember how we videotaped ourselves in the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> cooking up Middle Eastern desserts? <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we watched yeah, it back yeah, yeah. and it was terrible. <laughs> 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 we were good when the, when the, when the camera was should, off. You, you should be a celebrity chef on radio. See, see, there you go. Fine, I'll cook and you commentate. You're like, oh, it smells really good. It smells like chicken or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a foodie though. <laughs> well, you're going to have to learn. Yep. Okay. Because I can't, I can't cook and eat. I'm the kind of person who'll eat everything, the same thing every day. Well, that's good because if you'd like everything, you won't say my cooking's bad. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, so yeah, Food Network chefs are even getting on board. So like Tyler Florence and these kind of guys, uh, they're just getting up there, getting in, getting, rolling up their sleeves and, uh, and getting uh, down to business. They're also like, because they sometimes they make lunch bags because, you know, they need to just get food out quick. They can't always sit down and have a plate of food. Um, so, with the with the lunch bags, uh, some of the volunteers are even writing handwritten letters of gratitude and popping them in these lunch bags. And then when the volunteers come, they just you know pass them mm, out. Mm. So just really giving back to the community, and which is great because is that fire still raging at the moment? Uh, yeah, sure well, it's, still, it's still burning. Yes, they're yeah. up to the the death toll as of uh, the latest latest report that I saw was forty two. Okay, wow. Okay, and climbing. Yeah. Yep. Um, still a lot of people still unaccounted for and missing. So celebrity chef Guy Fieri, he's also fired up his stovetop and um, he's making dinner for all the police officers that are currently stationed around his place. Um, it's, it's just, I really love it when community comes together and they work together for a common good. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in the face of adversity. So this is a really heartwarming story. I kind of wish I lived around celebrity chefs. <laughs> That all got mobilised. <laughs> you'd be volunteer. You'd be a volunteer firefighter <laughs> yeah, so that you could go and get yeah. a feed. Yeah. Like, let me borrow your jacket real quick. Yeah, but something else that's really cool that's coming out of these uh, celebrity fires is that even Elon Musk has put up his hand and said, "Hey, do you guys need any help with transportation? I have this company called Tesla. We can help you out." Yeah. So he's- I'm sorry. I'm a bit cynical about Elon sometimes, but hey, <laughs> yeah. go for it. You know, if they need help, then uh, let's get it in there. Well, he he tweeted. He said, "If Tesla can help people in California wildfire, please let us know." Model S and X have hospital grade EP HEPA filters. May be helpful for transporting people. So that's what he tweeted. I have no idea what HEPA filter is, but I'm impressed that it's hospital grade. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, a lot of people jumping together and helping out. A really cool story. 
so many pictures. Just jump online, look up maybe Chef's California maybe Fire. Maybe filters on the air conditioning system or something. Right? Something. must be something. So when Ancient the air comes into the cab of your vehicle, then it's clean. Or that, maybe that would clean out all the smokes. You had yeah, maybe. Yeah, because often it's that the smoke be, that kills people. It would be pretty full on if uh, they had that kind of a system. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, oh, I've just, I've just Googled it. It says HEPA filters trap pollutants and can help bring allergy relief. Uh, it's a highly efficient um, particle air cleaner. That's really cool. Okay, another cool thing, Lyle. So, you know how you travel a lot and you always get stuck at airports? Mm-hmm. So, this airport has done the most amazing thing. They've made a little kiosk um, for people who are stuck at the airport, killing time, nothing to do, right? A little kiosk. What it does, in under five minutes, it can teach people to effectively save lives. So, it teaches them CPR. Um, and other first aid. This is this is going to be taking. This is already in a few airports, but it's going to be in thirty airports around the world. So you just sit there, while, yeah, like I'm. I'm, I'm it's bored, almost like a. To do. Think of it like a pinball machine, or you're no. like an, at an arcade. So it's, fun. it's a fun. It's thing. fun. It's fun, and um, it looks really cool. I mean, look at the picture of it. It's like a little machine with like hearts on it and stuff like that. So it's and it's free. So it's basically a free CPR kiosk. Um, you can go and play with it. It'll teach you how to do uh, cardiopulmonary resuscitation CPR. So, um, so do you do the, like the heart compressions? Do you just like push on the screen or something rather and it tells you whether you got the right speed and the right pressure and that kind of thing? I'm not sure, but it's going to be really cool if like a shelf <coughs> popped open and like a dummy popped out and you had to like pump on the on the dummy. That'd be <laughs> walking, really cool. Walking through the airport and there's all kinds of people doing CPR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be mad. Like, what just That'd happened be mad. <laughs> because apparently uh, every year more than a million cardiac arrests happen outside of hospitals and 90% of those who experience these cardiac arrests outside of hospitals die. And the survival rates can triple when bypassers can perform CPR on them. Oh, wow. So it's actually, yeah, it triples. Can you imagine? Like, I've often thought this. I recently, just earlier this year, I went and did my full first aid training. So, Lyle, if anything happens right now, I've got you. Okay, we're good. But since doing that first aid training, I was just like, why hasn't the Australian government or any government anywhere made it absolutely compulsory to do this? We did it in high school, and I did it once in. College I think and I every done it since. two years, every single person on in the country needs to renew their first this, aid. This could not be a bad thing. Yeah. this would not be a bad thing. Just knowing, like having been taught what there needs to be done, I'm like I'm flabbergasted. I didn't know that all before. And even though I did it when I was a kid as well on Pathfinders, but anyway, if you want to go get your CPA, um, yeah, first aid kit done, first aid training, just Google it. There's places all over Australia that can teach you.
You're listening to All Sons and Daughters. We are waiting here on Faith FM. And Mon, we are waiting for another clue for our quiz. I knew you were going to make a pun out of that. As soon as I heard the name of that song, I was like, there's no way Lyle's going to leave that line. He's going to make some lame-o dad joke. And there it was. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing wrong with lame-o dad jokes. It was awesome. Nothing, nothing whatsoever, Lyle. We love him and we love you. awesome. You keep dad joking along. You just keep dad joking along. We love it. Okay, so our What Book Am I quiz continues. Clue number two, which is already up on our Instagram. Head over there, Faith FM Live, lowercase one word. Um, You can watch us uh, on the little video uh, Insta story. Okay, clue number two. My author says that some of Paul's writings are hard to understand. There you go. Mm. Who Who was a very simple person who thought Paul was hard to understand? Yes. There you go. Well, all right. So, I said my apparently story a lot of Christians, morning, though. My story, yeah, that's right. I, I, I totally agree with this guy, by the <laughs> way. I'm like, yep, I'm on board with that. Okay, so uh, 42 deaths in the Paradise um, in the California fires. Paradise fire being the worst of them, and uh, Paradise resident Alan Pierce uh, was evacuating from Alan from, from Paradise when uh, he found that it was too late. He uh, jumped in his uh, in his truck and uh, made a bolt for safety. Um, in the process, of course, he just drove into a wall of fire. Oh, a truck no. in front of him had uh, died, um, either because of heat or lack of oxygen. And so he was trapped in his vehicle with, a, along with, after, uh, the, the whole road was just blocked with traffic. Oh, no. All these people. All these people. And he's oh, sitting no. there in his truck. He's watching f- you know, cars in front of him just catching fire one after another. He's um, holding a coat up to the window of his truck trying to shield himself from the heat and typing out a last text message to Mm. his uh, wife and family. When out of nowhere, a bulldozer turns up, bulldozes off the the, the broken down vehicles and and clears the road. Wow. Now, I'm thinking, okay, the the story is about Alan Pierce, who's a hero. Yeah. But I'm thinking, what kind of a bulldozer driver is this? I mean, this guy has serious guts. You're out there in a dozer? I mean, that thing's running off oxygen as well. I mean, if that thing, that thing dies, it's not like it's got, you know, can't do 100 kilometres down the road. You get out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got you to hoof it out of there if that, if that thing gives up on you. But anyway, that's, that's only part of the story because once the road was cleared enough so that he could actually manoeuvre his truck, he spun it around and he drove back into paradise. No way. Um, so he straight towards, you know, where the fire was just incinerating the city um, and he drove to the paradise hospital. Um, which was the um, uh, Adventist Health Hospital at uh, Feather River, oh. Fe- Feather River Adventist Hospital, where he um, previously had been in charge of the ICU. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the entire hospital had been evacuated. There was nobody there. It was all um, locked down and shut up. But what he did find was that there were a stream of people with injuries coming to the hospital, yeah. coming to the emergency, which was just locked. Yeah, because they don't know where to go. Uh, so he gathered together a small team. That, uh, that he could pull together from, you know, people that were there that were uninjured and some of his other colleagues had actually turned up there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they smashed their way into the hospital. They dragged out all kinds of equipment and they set up a triage right there in the hospital wow. car park. And they started treating people um, right there in the hospital car park. And then once the hospital caught fire and the asphalt was melting under their feet, they moved to the helipad uh, because it was uh, you know, the furthest from anywhere that was combustible and continued to treat people in the open air, not that there was much air around, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. while paradise burned down around them. And uh, I think this guy's a serious hero. I think this is probably one of many, many hero stories that are going to come out uh, of these fires. And when you think about you know, the death toll at 42, it's probably a miracle – 
and uh, a testament to so many people who've done such heroic things during this this um, terrible event that uh, so few, few people have actually perished. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This guy's that's just incredible. Yeah, inspiration. I can't believe that story is even like even survived to be told, to be honest. I would have thought that would be wiped out. Yeah, he thought he, well, he thought he was done. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was he, he figured for him it was all over. But um yeah, so that's a uh a, a, a hero story to get us going with and somebody to um to remember and to emulate. Okay, so moving on, um, the issue of the massive internment or prison camps in China. Yeah, what is going this on? This is a story that continues to to come up because, of course, you know, in today's world, you can't do things where without people being able to see it. Of course, it's all over satellites. These are um, enormous uh, prison camps, and over one million people of faith have been imprisoned in these camps already. What? Um, most most of them being Muslims. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the Chinese government um, started off with blanket denials. Yeah, bit hard to do when you can just sit there in your satellite or watching your satellite feed and go, yeah, we can see what's happening here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, then they said, oh no no, these are vocational training centres. These are these are universities. You know, they're, oh, they're, they're TAFEs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they said, no no no, these are actually centres where uh, people are sent to be taught uh, legal knowledge to curtail militancy. <laughs> then they said, oh, no, no, these are camps where we're fighting terrorism. And then uh, the latest one was, uh, and this was uh, in, in, in Germany, where uh, State Councillor Wing Yi uh, was talking to the uh, German Minister of Foreign Affairs and said, oh, no, it's all just gossip and rumour. So they don't even exist. Um, but here in Australia, of course, they're saying, no, 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 this is, this is in line with the direction of the international community. Mm-hmm. So it's, the Chinese are all over the place trying to explain what's going on here. The simple reality is, is that this is religious persecution. Absolutely. Um, just, just, just looking at one, you know, because the, uh, the, the, the there's a minority population of of uh, Turkic speaking people that live there, mm-hmm. um, and here in Australia, of course, there's about three thousand of this uh, particular minority, mostly living in South Australia. And so, you know, people have been trying to interview them and find out what's going on, and none of them will talk. They're all scared. They're all scared. They, have they did find with. one person who would talk, mm-hmm. um, and he is one of uh, six siblings. Uh oh. And he is the only adult mem- member of all six families that have not been in prison. So he's got nothing to lose. He's like, I've got nothing to lose. I'll tell you all about it. But wouldn't wouldn't he be scared that they get killed while they're imprisoned? Yeah, I think it's probably. Uh, I think he probably suspects that they already might have been. Okay, yeah, he needs to talk. He needs to tell us yeah. everything. Uh, is, can I just ask: Is this is are these camps concentration camps essentially? Are they are they cropped up since they voted in that new guy, Xi Jinping? Yeah, the one. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. This is all Xi Jinping. This is oh, this, this is this, this is the guy that has um, small group uh, um, studies happening of his. Uh, how wonderful he uh, is! Uh, uh, yeah, of how wonderful he is. And you know, one of the um, one of the Australians. Um, citizens of this particular people group you know he's got his citizenship here in australia so he traveled back there as a tourist um because his wife was still there uh, she was two months pregnant and uh, she suddenly vanished so he mm. went to find out where she'd gone and of course she'd been um, imprisoned and he later found out that uh she'd been sentenced to seven she was imprisoned for a year mm-hmm. uh without trial or without charge and then she was um, charged with um, whatever, but she was in prison for seven years because she had taken overseas theological training. Are you serious? Yeah. 
It's pretty full on. It's pretty full on. I just, it boggles my mind to begin with that China voted that guy in, but can they not already see now in the short space of time since he's come to power what a terrible mistake they've made? You know, when you live, it's one thing for us to look at it from the outside. I think if you're living there and you're constantly being bombarded and educated, there is a thing, brainwashing is a real thing. Oh, for sure, for sure. And this is one of the things that he was mentioning when he came back, you know, to Australia. Is like the, the city that he went to where he had grown up was unrecognisable. Oh, no. He said that uh, it was, um, you know, that there was tanks lining the streets. There was uh, military checkpoints every 100 metres. People were checking IDs. Um, there was constant surveillance of everything you did, everything everywhere you went. You had to, uh, you know, show evidence as to why you were going there, what you were doing. Um, all this kind of thing. It's a new China, and uh, all of the uh, all of the places of worship were just covered with you know big banners of uh, you know re- uh, um, political slogans. That's terrifying. Yeah, it's a little bit scary, but that's what can still happen in our world today, and continues to do so. Let's pray for the people in China.
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, or 88 right across Australia. And we have joining us here in the studio, Pastor David Stojic, our regular guest. Last time we spoke a couple of weeks ago, we did miss a week, didn't we, David? Yeah, we haven't good spoken to be, for a while. Good to be back. Good, good to be to back. Be back yes, yeah, absolutely. We start, We were away, actually. You weren't. You were here, but we weren't here. That's right. Uh, but we started to talk about relationships and forgiveness. We said that um, relationships, especially especially marriage, cannot exist without forgiveness. Well, do you think? Can it? Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> well, hey, I'm, I'm a married man, so I can I can testify to the truth of this. That's right. Um, and so the lack of forgiveness, it's it not, doesn't only just undermine marriage, but it undermines any other hum, human relationship. Um, but it also undermines our own mental and physical health. Absolutely, that's right. And and we've said, and I've said it a few times already, that uh, the research, the medical research, uh, shows that lack of forgiveness is more detrimental to one's health than smoking. Actually, I even said before that when we have a conflict, you know, relationships that are high in conflict, that's more detrimental to to their relationship than if they were actually smokers. That's what the research shows. Yeah, that's uh, just phenomenal. Isn't it? it truly is. And to recap on on the part one of our conversation, we spoke about that forgiveness. We spoke about what forgiveness is and what it isn't. And there are some myths uh, about forgiveness, and it's worth saying that forgiveness does not mean forgetting. What happened? It would like it would be like living in denial. That's a really important point that I think that some Christians miss uh, because we have this this mantra: forgive and forget. That's right. It's not actually what the Bible says. That's right. Um, and now you quoted someone who said, uh, "You know, you have forgiven someone when he or she has harmless passage through your mind." Really like that. Um, <laughs> obviously, it's not forgetting, but remembering things in a different way. That's right. And that's that's the secret uh, of forgiveness. Now, Lyle, when you think about your life when somebody wronged you, and you you've forgiven that person, you can remember every aspect of what happened but it doesn't bring the same feelings it doesn't doesn't you don't get that acid in your stomach every time right, you think that's about right. it so you know that you forgot uh, that you've forgiven you haven't forgotten uh, so let me repeat what forgiveness isn't because actually i think that's where, where biggest confusion uh, really is uh, so forgiveness is isn't condoning bad behavior uh, minimizing or justifying or excusing the injury that somebody Somebody has inflicted on somebody. Uh, forgiveness isn't denying the other person's responsibility or absolving a criminal of the of of his or her crime. Uh, yes, we go and we go and, uh, and and visit the criminal in jail and right. forgive him through the right. through the through the bars of his jail but, but cell. But he goes jail. to jail. That's, That's right. right. He's still in jail. <laughs> yes. uh, forgiveness isn't a waving right to justice, and we you just made that point. You know. Uh, yeah. Or, or compensation. Uh, if people have done the damage, uh, if he, people have stolen the goods, well, obviously they have to return them uh, or pay for, mm. for, for that. Mm. Uh, sowing, the laws of sowing and reaping uh, are still there. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. What you sow, that you will also reap, the Bible says. That's right. And, and forgiveness isn't about inflint, inflicting vengeance, uh, seeking revenge, or... An eye for an eye kind of a, a type of attitude because God says, vengeance is mine. Yes. Uh, and, um, and forgiveness isn't, um, it's about, it's about choosing, uh, isn't about, well, really, forgiveness uh, doesn't have to be about staying 
in an abusive relationship or environment. Uh, if, 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 um, people are in a, in a harmful situation, they can forgive, but they can surely remove themselves from that, uh, from that uh, abusive situation. So people don't need to stay. They can forgive. But they don't need to stay. Absolutely, they should not stay. In, it's an abusive in, relationship. They need right. to. They need to get out because they they could be in you know physical danger. That's right. Too often people stay too long, and then uh, we end up picking up the pieces thereafter. Exactly. Okay, so these are all the things that forgiveness is not. It's not condoning. It's not denying. It's not waving right to justice. It's not vengeance. It's uh, not staying in an abusive relationship. So what is it? Okay, so so uh, really in a way of recapping because we covered some of that. Time uh, some some of those things last time, but maybe for our that listeners, was a fortnight ago. Some for some of our listeners who might be listening for the first time, um, according to to online dictionary, forgiveness is the process of giving up your right to retaliate toward an offender, and and ceasing to feel uh, resentment against that offender. So it's kind of interesting. Mm. It's to do with with the way we think but also is to do with our actions according to uh, to Dr Everett Worthington a psychologist and and a professor at Virginia Commonwealth University uh, in the USA uh, who has authored or co-authored more than 20 books on the topic of forgiveness and is considered one of the foremost experts in the research on forgiveness he says forgiveness and I quote here forgiveness is not an occasional act do you like this? So yeah, it's, yeah. it's a permanent attitude. Uh-huh. It means you become less motivated to retaliate against someone who offended you and more motivated by feelings of goodwill despite the offender's hurtful actions. It doesn't mean forgetting or pardoning an offense at the same time. So that's the end of the quote. So what comes to your mind uh, when Dr. Worthington uh, uh, says that forgiveness is not an occasional act but rather a permanent attitude. You know, it's, it's it, I, I just love it when research backs up what the Bible teaches. Right. You know, They're lagging 2,000 years. Yeah, that's right. They're, they're, they're <laughs> lagging 2,000 years. But at least they got there in the end, eh? You know, and it reminds me of the story of, of uh, you know, yeah, Jesus, his conversation with Peter who later became an apostle. Uh, the Bible says, and Peter comes to him and says, Lord, how often shall I forgive my brother to sin against me. This is Matthew eighteen twenty one to 22. Um, and I forgive him up to seven times. You know, we mentioned last time that this was Peter being super generous because he's sort of thinking, well, three's probably reasonable. Let's double it plus one. Seven's a, um, a kind of a righteous number. Uh, Jesus <laughs> said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. So it's very clear that when Jesus says to Peter that he should forgive, you know, 70 times seven, he's talking about an attitude of forgiveness. This is something you're actually living on a day by day basis. And as, as like you've already said, David, you know, of course, this doesn't mean this is not condoning bad behavior or choosing to stay in a harmful relationship or in a dangerous place. Uh, but this is getting this person out of your mind. Uh, many people don't understand that the one who forgives is the one who benefits the most. And that's probably the most difficult thing for, for us to, 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 to grasp, that actually forgiveness is an act of releasing ourselves. Mm. If you really want to get revenge right. on somebody who's done something against you, 
Yes. Try forgiving them. That's right. That's you know, the Bible talks about pouring coals of fire on top of your enemy's head, and that's how you do it. That's right. You'll be amazed at the, <laughs> at the response. So, so it's very important to understand, really, based on, on what you just said, it's very important to understand what forgiveness is and what it isn't. And I like um, what one of the authors, who actually authored a number of works, another author, uh, C.R. Strong, uh, how he succinctly explains uh, what forgiveness is and what it isn't. He says forgiveness has nothing to do with absolving a criminal of his crime. It has everything to do with relieving oneself of the burden of being a victim, uh, letting go of the pain and transforming oneself from victim to survivor. Hmm. So uh, think of it. Uh, Jesus prayed for forgiveness for those who put him on the cross. Father, forgive them. Uh, he said, for they know not what they're doing. Now, David, I've heard people say that I want to forgive, but I can't. You know, I know I, I know that holding on to my anger does not help me. But every time I remember what you know he or she did, my blood just boils. What would you say to these kinds of people? Well, that's a good question. I I, I would say what I've already said um, uh, before. Everything starts with the mindset. If you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Both ways, uh, so so, um, I would like I would encourage people uh, to think about great examples of forgiveness, uh, and, and maybe maybe um, uh, they they can they can think of 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 the greatest example in their human experience mm. of somebody ex- uh, forgiving somebody, yeah. and that can be something that that really uh, can help them. To, they can they can kind of measure their Injustice compared to the injustice of somebody else uh, uh, that that was inflicted on somebody else, and yet somebody was able to forgive, and that can motivate them, uh, really. Yeah, uh, and that's something I want to come back about just after this break. I want to ask you: you know, do we actually have any stories of people who have practiced forgiveness? Yes, and it has you know had a, a, a tremendous impact, you know, sort of going both ways. But yeah, you know, right now we're going to take a break. We'll be back uh, right after this song. Open my lips I will sing your praise forever Open my lips, O Lord I will sing your Welcome back again, guys. 
Uh, we're here with uh, Davis Dojek talking about the subject of forgiveness and the importance of forgiveness in relationships. And we were talking about how it uh, has more of a benefit for the forgiver than the forgiven. But I wanted to ask, do you, can you share with us some actual real life stories of where, you know, forgiveness has been seen to have a very powerful impact? Uh, yeah, I'm sure that that many of us, or most of us, would be able to kind of uh, think of something. I recently presented uh, this on this topic uh, uh, publicly, and uh, I got hold of a video clip of, uh, and on that very short video clip, but very powerful video clip, uh, there was a serial kill- serial killer in America. Uh, some of maybe our listeners would have heard. Uh, uh, or would have seen that. Uh, I forgot his name, but the gentleman destroyed, killed many, many young women. It was a serial killer. And finally, the, 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 they, they got him, and he was in the court. And maybe a dozen uh, of, of relatives or parents or more were there, in the, uh, people who were directly related. It was somebody's daughter, somebody's sister, somebody's wife. That was actually uh, killed in the most brutal, abused and killed in the most brutal way. And so it was absolutely amazing. This guy is there sitting in the box with stony face. Uh, the, the, these people are coming, coming uh, um, to, to, to uh, they, the family uh, members. They're looking at him. The, the hatred was palpable there. You know, you could see it. And some of them are making statements and saying to him, I wish you would burn in hell forever and ever. And they were wishing on him some really, really terrible things, like uh, having experienced their pain. Yeah, the victim impact uh, statements. And that did not move this person one little bit. He's there sitting with stony face, no emotionless, no emotions displayed at all. Until... At the end, an elderly gentleman stood up, and and he was there. Uh, he looked at the man straight into his eyes, and he says, "You know, I know I should, and most people hate you. I should be hating you, but I'm a Christian. You know, I have been forgiven, and I forgive you. And you know, you know, Lyle, I I, I watched that uh, at that very point. That man, that terrible." criminal who did these terrible, horrible acts of crime, uh, destroyed lives, he broke down and he started to cry. And and God only would And that know. guilt is going to eat him yeah. something terrible. And it because it comes because he was forgiven, not because he was attacked. That's right. And and I only pray to God that that would be the beginning in his life where he actually turned to God. Mm. And, and, and ask God for forgiveness. And it's in God's hands. Uh, you know, God is the, is the ultimate judge. Uh, and, and, uh, I mean, I don't know what, <laughs> I, I know that God is forgiving, but, but I'm just trying to kind of come to terms with such a terrible crime that this man had done. And yet somebody had found strength because God is in their life to actually make statement and mean it. And I just, I'm just, you know, if people are struggling with forgiveness, uh, it are really, really, I believe it's very, very good for them to be exposed to something like this, to see it and say, well, what has been done to me is bad. But some people have managed by God's grace to forgive in spite of that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Jesus, coming back to Jesus in his parable of the unforgiving servant, uh, that's recorded for us in Matthew chapter 18, verse 35. And Jesus talks about forgiveness from the heart. 
Uh, he says that if you don't forgive from the heart, you know, our, our Heavenly Father will not forgive us. I'm just reading it there. So my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespass. How do we forgive from our heart? It's easy to say the words. It's like, yeah, through gritted teeth, you know, I forgive you. (laughs) Well, that could be uh, what we call uh, decisional uh, forgiveness because we realize that hanging on to 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 actually that anger is not good. But Mm. but first and foremost, I I believe that both decisional, what we call decisional. And emotional forgiveness. There are two types of forgiveness. One that we actually realize in our own head and we say, I, I cannot. It's, uh, hang on to, 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 to my, to my anger and my hatred. I have to forgive. Christ forgave. It's not good for me not to forgive. And you know, with those statements that you just read, that Christ, God expects us to forgive because He's forgiven us. So, so, so you know, uh, I believe that both decisional and emotional forgiveness or forgiving from, from our heart is the work of God, is the work of Holy Spirit. Even if people don't believe in God, I really believe it is the work of God. Mm-hmm, and let mm-hmm, me just say in mm-hmm. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13, I like this, this text. It's made in a different context, but I really believe it's very applicable. Philippians 2 and verse 13, uh, the, the writings of Apostle Paul, he says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So God doesn't want us to be in bondage of unforgiveness, and he sends his Holy Spirit to comfort us and to awaken in our hearts the desire to forgive so we can move on with our life. Yeah. So it's God all the way. Wonderful. Forgi- forgi- wonderful. Yeah, yeah, wonderful scripture right there. Yeah. Sorry, I'm too excited. I'm butting uh, in on you. <laughs> no, no, it's great. It's great. Love. We're all passionate about this because the message of Christ is the message of forgiveness for our yeah. own benefit. Yeah, that's right. That's the, the essence of gospel. God forgave us because of Christ, what Christ has done for us. Mm, mm. And I like this one where it says uh, in Psalms 147 verse 3, you know, he heals the broken hearted and he binds up their wounds. You know, are there some practical steps that people can take as they journey with God, you know, on this journey of forgiveness? So we've said that, that forgiveness, and I, that's my deepest conviction, and I hope it's yours, that forgiveness is God's business. It is God is the one who works in our heart. But when it comes to emotional forgiveness or forgiveness from the heart, let me just point out to a few things that Dr. Worthington, uh, whom we mentioned earlier, says that emotional forgiveness involves, that is forgiveness from the heart, the replacement of negative and unforgiving thoughts and feelings with those that are positive. So we need to, even the scripture says that we should take captive those thoughts that exalt themselves above God. God is God forgiveness. God of forgiveness. So, um, replacement of these negative and forgiving thoughts. Uh, it, uh, forgiveness involves, uh, psychophysiological changes to both the brain and immune system. Uh, once when we make up our mind and we start forgiving, it may be more difficult to do it, but it's greater, uh, it has greater positive direct health and well-being, uh, consequences if we forgive. So, Really, uh, that that's basically something to keep in mind mm-hmm. as we actually go and and go on a process of forgiving. So, did Doctor Worthington explain how this journey from the mind, you know, thoughts to the heart, the seat of our emotions? Did he explain how this journey um, happens or can happen? 
Yes, he did. And he created a five-step program. Very, He became quite well-known for that, called REACH, R-E-A-C-H, uh, to help people to learn to forgive. REACH is an acronym where each letter stands for one step that we need to take. So here it is, R. Uh, if you, you know, on this process of, of, of forgiving, uh, on the journey, R means recall the hurt objectively without blame and self-victimization. Step away mentally outside of yourself and imagine how a third person uninvolved in the event and just looking on might perceive it. So recall. R for recall. E for empathize by trying to imagine the viewpoint of the person who wronged you. Uh, some people find it easier to forgive when they realize they've been abused by somebody who actually is a victim of abuse himself or herself. Then A stands for altruistically think about a time you were forgi- forgiven and how that felt. Oh, gee, we could just talk about this, how it feels when we think about when somebody forgave us. So A, altruistic, altruistically think about a time you were forgiven. C stands for commit uh, to doing both decisional and emotional forgiveness. And H stands for hold tight to forgiveness and forgive yourself and others again as necessary. Any fi- fi- final last thoughts real quickly, David? Uh, yes, yes. I just would like to, to say that that uh, if anything, uh, Lyle, uh, we can learn processes, but I would like to encourage our listeners to realize that turning to God Asking God's Spirit to fill them. Uh, think about when you needed forgiveness and you were forgiven, how you felt. And then ask God into your life. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you and enable you and equip you so that you can forgive. And that you do what God's will is, as we've read in Philippians. Uh, Dr. David Stojic. Oh, sorry, David Stojic. Sorry. Not yet, <laughs> nearly, Dr. nearly Dr. David Stojic. Um, thank you for joining us on today's show. We look forward to hearing from you again next week, and we'll be back uh, right after the 8 o'clock news. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone.
Haimon. Do you believe in miracles? Look, if God can change my life, I think I definitely believe in miracles. Okay, so the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church is making a difference in its community. Oh yeah, how? Well, it's worshipping together, loving together, learning together, and above all, preparing for Jesus to return together. Ooh, that sounds good. When's all this happening? Bible study start at 10 a.m., service at 11 a.m., and guess what that's followed by? Or is it this free lunch I keep hearing about? Absolutely. Well, please join us at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales. Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.